to the Vegology Podcast with your host Jenny and Matt Morris. In this week's episode, we're going to be doing a food highlight and we're highlighting aquafaba. So we're going to be talking about what exactly aquafaba is and how we use it. This is a magical ingredient for the plant-based kitchen. Okay, maybe not magical, but it's definitely a culinary breakthrough. Aquafaba is the liquid in the can of chickpeas, and it can be used as a plant-based egg substitute, specifically in recipes that call for egg whites. Yes, and we're going to be talking all about that, but before we do, we're going to be talking about what we ate this week. And what did we eat this week? Well, Maddie, we are highlighting meal number one is stuffed potatoes. So we had stuffed potatoes, and we topped it with a vegan cheddar cheese sauce, homemade, made out of potato and carrots, and tempeh bacon and broccoli. And who doesn't like a stuffed potato covered in cheese? I know. (laughs) So good. So we've mentioned before that we have this. Every so often we do. And it's it's good. It's fabulous and super easy to make. And very hearty. Yes. Uh, Meal number two, we went with a classic. We had uh, tomato soup and grilled cheese sandwiches. Always a favorite tomato soup and grilled cheese. Yeah, and the cheese that we used in the grilled cheese sandwiches was the Violife Mature Cheddar Cheese. It was wonderful, and I enjoy dipping it in the tomato soup. Yes. Now, meal number three, we are highlighting just a simple meal, marinated roasted tofu and veggies. And we had that over quinoa. Super easy, super light, super tasty. Yes. So that is what we had to eat this week. Pretty simple. Hopefully that inspires you in your meals this coming week. Give them a go. Give them a shot, people. And if you do, go ahead and take a picture. Put it on Instagram. Do hashtag Vegology Podcast. We would love to see if you're making these meals that we're throwing out there for you. We love the pictures. Yes. All right, so next moving on is our vegan product highlight this week. And it's a highlight for me and not so much for you, Maddie. So if you're a regular listener, you may be able to guess the main ingredient because I don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so anyway, the Daya New York Cheesecake. So good. And I know this has been out on the market for a very long time. However, I just recently tried it and it was fantastic. And I was pleasantly surprised by it because vegan cheesecake, you know, it can be a hit or miss. And a lot of times when you have it, if it's soy based, you can taste the tofu. I've had that happen numerous times in restaurants, but you can make it great. And Daya did that. So... It is gluten-free, soy-free. It is rich and creamy, so delicious. And it comes in four different varieties. I don't, I think it's only four varieties. They have a key lime pie, a strawberry, chocolate, and pumpkin spice. And then of course, just the regular New York cheesecake. And it is so, so good. I highly recommend it. I will say this did taste very cheesecakey, so mm-hmm. I can fully understand if you like New York cheesecake, you would love this. I just don't like New York cheesecake. That's insane. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> However, <laughs> to each his own, but yes, 100%, two thumbs up from me, the day of New York cheesecake. Okay, moving right along into our main topic. Aquafaba. 
aquafaba. So chances are you've been taking one of the most amazing ingredients in plant-based cooking and tossing it down the drain. It is called aquafaba, and it's basically free. Yeah, because it's just a byproduct off of something you're already cooking. Yeah. So it is great. It's a legume cooking liquid that emulates egg whites. And the biggest benefits of aquafaba are that it's plant-based, naturally gluten-free, low in calories, cholesterol-free, and can mimic the consistency of eggs for those who choose or need to avoid them. So we're going to dive into what aquafaba is and how you can use it in different recipes. Aquafaba sounds like it should be the name of an 80s band. I know it doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) It most certainly does. (laughs) If we ever start a band, I think that's going to be our name. Wrong decade for that. Yeah, I think we missed our window for superstardom with the name Aquafaba. I know. (laughs) Besides, I've already thought of my own band name if I ever start one. Do you remember what it is? Uh-uh, no. And it's going to be a pop culture reference, Treasure Bath. Ah, Treasure Bath! Treasure Bath. <laughs> so if you recognize Treasure Bath, give us a shout and we will send you a prize. And I will give one clue. It is referenced in a movie. It is, yes. It's not a TV show. It's referenced in a movie. So here's your pop culture film Fix of the day. Fix of the day. Trivia fix of the day. Treasure bath. (laughs) Treasure bath. (laughs) All right. So the name aquafaba is a combination of the Latin root words for water and bean. And that's exactly what it is. It's a byproduct of cooking dried legumes. So the darker the bean, the more flavorful the liquid is. And that's not necessarily a good thing. So you really want it to be pretty neutral in flavor. That's why it's best to stick with lighter bean juice, if you will, (laughs) that have more of a neutral taste like chickpeas or cannelli beans. But chickpeas are my number one go-to. That's what I use. It's perfect. Yeah, so you can get it from cooking the beans themselves or just the juice from the can. Yeah, so it's as simple as just draining a can of chickpeas and using the liquid. And you're probably thinking... What the hell am I going to do with bean liquid? Like, why is it magical? Because <laughs> it's bean liquid. It's bean liquid. And it can be spun up into some some fantastic things. Trust me. And we're going to go into that in a little bit. But yeah, like Maddie said, you can just get the liquid from the can. Or you can do it yourself by using dried beans. And just using the cooking water. So, homemade aquafaba is best for several reasons. One, it's less expensive, as canned beans can cost more than dried beans. Always trying to save the pennies. And I just thought of a financial reference, maybe. I don't know. Just popped in my head, so bear with me. If you want to save the bennies, start by saving pennies. (laughs) What's that mean? Benjamins. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right. I don't know if that really makes sense or not, but it just popped in my head. I think it does make sense. Well, it made me laugh, so <laughs> we'll give that to you. <laughs> yes. And number two, you produce a lot more aquafaba than you can get in a can, so definitely more volume. You can't detect a slight beanie taste like you can with canned aquafaba. It's more consistent results in recipes. 
and reduced sodium is a benefit. Yeah, as you mentioned earlier, you think the beanie taste might be good, but it's not really what you're going for when using aquafaba. Yes, especially if you're using it for desserts. Absolutely. Okay, so what does aquafaba do? Well, it mimics the properties of egg whites, like we kind of mentioned earlier. It's a one-to-one ratio. So if a recipe calls for one egg white, you would use two tablespoons of aquafaba. And the brilliant part about it is that you can whip it into a firm, soft foam. For example, whipped cream. And it's as simple as just using aquafaba, sugar, and cream of tartar. And you whip it up in your stand mixer or hand mixer, and it whips into this white, light, fluffy goodness. And if using cream of tartar, that gives it a smooth, stiffer result um, when you want to make those delicious peaks. Especially good for when you're making meringue. It is very light and fluffy. Yes, and it is, you just, you will not believe how amazing it is. You're taking this bean liquid, you're whipping it up. We use a stand mixer. So I'll whip it up in the stand mixer with the the balloon attachment. And one second it's bean liquid, 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes later, it is this white, fluffy, just. It is bizarre. It's crazy. It's science. (laughs) (laughs) But I think someone in, if I remember correctly, I think I heard that someone in France actually discovered it. And I I just don't even know how you even think to try something like this. But it's brilliant. And it's a game changer uh, for a lot of things. Because there's a lot of foods that if you are a vegan and you just are strict, you follow a strict vegan diet or plant-based diet, 100% there are certain foods that you choose not to eat again. So let's talk about some of the things that you can make. Now as far as baking, like I mentioned, you can have meringue pie and also meringue cookies. Something I never thought I would eat again, but now it's totally possible using bean liquid, (laughs) aka aquafaba. Macarons. Marshmallows, you can make homemade marshmallows. If you're not aware, marshmallows are not considered vegan because they contain gelatin. And they do sell them, vegan versions, in the stores now. But if you want to, you can make it yourself. And aquafaba is perfect for making them. As well as marshmallow fluff. Remember marshmallow fluff? Now, marshmallow fluff is something I just did not grow up on. Oh. Never had it. It never entered our house. It wasn't regular in our house, but we did have peanut butter and marshmallow fluff sandwiches occasionally. But I never liked those marshmallow candies. It was always a disappointment when I bit into a chocolate candy and mm-hmm. it had marshmallow in the middle of it. Oh. Didn't make sense to me. Oh. You're looking at me like I'm in the wrong. But no, I think I'm, I'm not. Right. I think it can go either way because... I mean, I don't know. I like eating marshmallows in s'mores and in my hot chocolate. But other than that, I I don't care for it in my candy either. Not that I don't like it, but, you know, I prefer candies without it. So I kind of get what you're saying. I always thought someone's playing a cruel trick on me. <laughs> now, one thing, we always talk about how certain foods that you don't like, but it's very rare <laughs> that we come across one that yeah, I, I don't care for. I think I'm in the majority for. on this one. No, I'm talking about 
one of the foods on our list is whipped cream. Whipped cream is fantastic. <laughs> and how anyone could not like whipped cream is I just inconceivable don't, to me. I don't care for it. It's not that I think it tastes gross. I just don't get the point of it. It's wonderful happiness. I don't know. But you can make, for those that love whipped cream, which I know most people in this world do, you can make the best whipped cream using aquafaba. Like I said, it's just aquafaba, sugar, and then cream of tartar. And if you don't have cream of tartar, you can still make the whipped cream without it, which is using the aquafaba and the sugar. Cream of tartar, just like I said, makes it a little more stiff, gets those peaks um, that you want. But mainly you would use that for, I think, mostly for macarons and meringue. And you can have creamy cheesecake. You can use it in that uh, to make crepes. Uh, chocolate mousse, one of my favorite ways. So good. Angel food cake. Angel food cake is always good. It is. And I have always been disappointed that angel food cake was a food that I thought was lost to me. And now I can have it. And I absolutely love it. And so, as you can see, there are so many different ways that you can use it. And it's pretty much anything you would use egg whites for, you can substitute aquafaba for the most part. Some savory dishes that you can do. You can make your own vegan mayo and you can use aquafaba to do that. Oil-free salad dressings. It works as a great emulsifier and some vegan cheeses that you can use aquafaba in it's great i use it a lot as a binder for breading so instead of using egg i would just replace it with the aquafaba and it works as a great binder for for that breading to make it stick to the tofu or whatever whatever you're breading any veggies to make crispy uh, veggie tempura as well. I love crispy veggie tempura. <laughs> I know. It's so good. <laughs> I know. And creamy oil-free hummus. It's great for oil-free hummus. Instead of oil, you're going to use the aquafaba. And it has great results for hummus. We do that a lot. And then also one of my favorite ways to do omelets is to use aquafaba. It makes them fluffy whether you're doing a tofu using tofu uh, for your omelet or I make a lot of chickpea flour omelets adding aquafaba just gives it that more fluffy texture yeah makes them really nice nice and fluffy yeah so those are some ways that you can enjoy it whether you're baking and there's some savory options there for you and plenty other ways but just for the most part just keep in mind it's really great for a, an egg white substitute and mostly used for desserts. Whipped cream. <laughs> <laughs> I do make the whipped cream for you. And I love it. Okay. <laughs> so as you can see, this incredibly clever plant-based ingredient has been right under your nose the whole time and will allow you to enjoy those desserts and foods that you may have been missing. I wonder how much aquafaba has been poured down drains a lot i know i poured down a lot i mean we've been eating beans we eat a lot of beans we do and until i just i think we discovered this when did i discover aquafaba probably like four or five years ago maybe has it been that long yeah it's probably been that yeah, long. yeah maybe i don't know it's hard for me to tell and we eat a lot of beans so that that's a lot 
of aquafaba going down, down the, the drain. drain. Shame. Shame. Shame, shame, shame. <laughs> so don't make that same mistake. I highly recommend that you try using it in some of the experiment with some of the food options that we gave you. And we're going to help you out a little bit to kind of ease you into using aquafaba. So we're going to give you a recipe for meringue cookies. Sounds delightful. Yeah, I'm super excited. Just remember, aquafaba is magical. Wait, I thought it was science. <laughs> no, I'm, st- I'm sticking with magical. <laughs> That's my story and I'm sticking with it. You can believe in all that science hoopla if you want. <laughs> it's magic. Either way, it's very versatile. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so that is our episode this week. Short and sweet. We hope you enjoyed it. And learned a little something. And we truly hope that you give aquafaba a try because it is a game changer with so many different recipes. If you like this episode, please share it and give us a good review. If you haven't already, we would greatly appreciate it. It helps us reach more people. Please and thank you. Please and thank you. Okay, well, we hope you have a wonderful week and we will chat with you in the next episode. Peace Peace and and love. love.